Hello and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuyper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. Welcome to 2022, Sherry. Yeah. Happy New Year. It's been great so far. Right? <laughs> How was your New Year, Joe? How was your holiday? My holiday was great. It's really good. We, we relaxed. We didn't do a ton of things. We didn't spoil our kids too much. That's good. Santa was really nice to them, though. Perfect. I talked to my wife about that. I'm like, why is Santa spoiling my children? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you just have a really good Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go with that. (laughs) How was your Christmas? Um, I did the opposite. Uh, We did a lot of running around starting with Thanksgiving, you know, going to see the husband's family, going to go see, see my family in Pennsylvania. Over Christmas and then for New Year's, New Year's, we kind of relaxed a bit. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm hoping 2022 is better than 2021. But I'm always hoping every year is better than last, so. You know, I feel like we keep saying it can only get better, but I don't know these last few years. (laughs) I said I hope it's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It can, I believe it can always be worse. Yeah. So... Um, well, but hopefully people are, are stayed healthy. Yeah. Hopefully people had a great new year yeah. and uh, hopefully enjoyed some time with loved ones. Yeah. And, and I hope, uh, I hope we got all of our team back for the new year. Uh, team Mead, we love to have you guys around. We hope you uh, enjoy the podcast, but more specifically, we like to have you around. Yeah. But you got, <laughs> you got a couple snow days in the beginning of the year. So that yeah. was kind of nice. I'm not yeah. going to complain. I got beat um, up a little bit by the community on, uh, on oh, Facebook, well. but that it was you, Joe, per se. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean, think they were attacking Joe. No, of course not. Of course not. But, but you are the one on the receiving end of those comments. So just so you all know, when you're posting on Facebook, somebody reads them. Yeah. I'm and doing my best, folks. No. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's something to remember for the for the winter weather, everybody, is that we, we want to put it out as quickly as humanly possible. So you have the information, but sometimes the information changes, it evolves, or more gets added to it. And that's where those updates come from, and that's where all that extra information that comes later comes from. It's not because we didn't want to give it to you, it's because we didn't have it. That's the reality of social media. It has to be instant, and we want to get that information to you Absolutely. So sometimes I, I go a little too fast for everybody else. So, but no, we appreciate everybody's feedback. We appreciate everybody's attention. That means the message is getting out. So thank you. Yeah. And, and, um, I will say this, I know that some folks mentioned some things were confusing and things Mm -hmm. like that. So we're actually taking that back to the garrison and making sure that the messages that get put out, that they make sense. And, you know, the information is getting to you the way you need it to get to you. Exactly. So we want to make sure that we're doing right by you guys. So we do appreciate the feedback. Yes. Just don't be mean. And we we listen. So thank you. So today, talking about the community. And listening. And listening. (laughs) Yes. The Army Housing Survey is out now. So as you're listening to this, you can go online. You can take the housing survey. Yes. Please do it. Yes. Because that information is taken very seriously by housing, by the garrison. Decisions are made (laughs) off of that information. So if only five people are responding, um, that doesn't really help. Okay, we get way more than five. But my my point being is the the more more people who take it, the better. So please take the time to do that Army Housing Survey. Yes, this is very important um, because we've had these housing town halls and we hear your questions, we, we, we understand your feedback, but this is your chance to advocate for yourself. 
And that's the most important thing because you know what you need better than we do. So get on there, take the survey. You have until late February. Okay. Yep. Um, we'll talk about it again on the next podcast, but, um, and we'll be talking about it on social media. So definitely stay tuned to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We'll get it out again and we'll share it with you directly. But yes, this is very important. Yes. Very important. And with the housing survey is also the um, housing inspections. Yes. So these are physical inspections of um, Army housing mm-hmm. that will get underway soon. So as you're listening to this, it is we are in the process of getting it going here at Fort Meade. Some other forts and installation have started the process. They're just at a different place than we are. Uh, but ours is getting underway soon. Uh, we will be posting lots of information on social media for that. If you... Um, obviously live in the housing here, you will get a notice when your inspection comes up. So you should be getting that kind of notification as well. Plus we'll keep you informed here um, at public affairs as well. Yep. So big deal, big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be talking about it a lot, I think. Yeah. For the next few weeks. Yeah. So also in the new year, Mm -hmm. okay. So new year, new you kind of things that people are doing. Uh, people might be looking for a new job. Yes. And one of the big things uh, you've heard Joe and I talk about so many times is um, employment, spousal employment, employment Mm -hmm. for transitioning service members. So in December, we signed a workforce partnership between Fort Meade, Anne Arundel County um, Workforce Development Corporation, and Howard County Office of Workforce Development. And today we're talking to... Anthony Matson, he is a Marine spouse who went through the program and has an amazing job. And he's here to talk to us not only about the struggles of being a military spouse and finding a job, but how the partnership helped him land an awesome job that he loves. So today we're talking, um, I'm really excited about this interview, Joe, because mm-hmm. we're talking about the workforce development partnership that we dis- uh, signed in early December. Yep. So this is a partnership between the fort. Howard County um, Office of Workforce Development and the Anne Arundel County Workforce Development Corporation. I think I got all that right and straight in my head. But it's amazing because, one, we actually got the two counties to partner with us. And what it's going to do is expand services for transitioning service members. Um, It'll surely help uh, veterans here on the installation. Mm -hmm. But the one that's really near and dear to my heart is the focus on spousal employment. Mm -hmm. It's a huge problem for our spouses out there. And today we are talking to Anthony Madsen. He is a military spouse and he's going through the program. So Anthony, thanks for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I think for starters, why don't you tell us about why the Workforce Development Partnership is so important to a spouse like yourself? You know, uh, the answer to that question is a little bit lengthy. So we'll start simple. I've had, uh, my wife has been in the Marine Corps for some time now, and uh, it's really been challenging to find employment that not only is valuable to me, but actually I can get a paid a decent wage. Um, right. Especially being a male spouse. Yes. You're a unicorn. Yeah, that's what they say. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and as, as people know, I'm a Marine spouse as well, and I have talked to you before, and we've definitely faced some of the same challenges. Um, so what, is, what do you say, what do you think your biggest challenge has been um, finding employment? Prior to here, at least with the, with the workforce development, um, was definitely getting assistance to find employment. Um, right. Previous uh, duty stations were not as uh, 
conducive to that. Um, yes, not as many f jobs around. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Remote, maybe. Right. Especially, uh, you know, we've been we were stationed in North Carolina for a while, and I don't yep. know if anybody's been to North Carolina, but yes. there's not a lot in Jacksonville. Yep. Beautiful area. Sure. You know, great scenery. Absolutely. No mountains. I wish I could get paid a ton of money to sit on Onslow Beach. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of shark's teeth there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but those jobs don't exist. Not, not, uh, nope. not for what I was doing when we when I first moved there. Which was? So I was actually employed by a solar microinverter manufacturer. So my wife and I are from Idaho originally. Okay. And uh, I'd been working for about five or six years for a company that uh, manufactures solar microinverters. I'm not going to mention them just because they're fairly well known right now, and I don't know if I've been approved to talk about them. <laughs> no, no, that's um, good. That's for the best. <laughs> um, I have no ill will towards that company. In fact, uh, I loved my team there. They were great. Uh, in fact, uh, my director and my boss at the time, actually, uh, when my wife and I got married, my director pulled me aside and said, hey, um, I'm the boss, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, well, can I be blunt? And I said, sure. And he goes, why the hell are you still here? You're married. Go be with your wife. And uh, I actually I had to look him in the eye and say, I love my team. I love the job I do. And uh, getting out there is going to be a challenge. And I don't know what I'm going to do for work. You know, my, my wife had just joined the Marine Corps at the time. Mm -hmm. We were married before the whole process. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, all right, let me work on that. So he came back a month later. And the company had taken a section of my job and created a whole new position so that I could move out to North Carolina, be with my wife, and work and work remote, still manage my team, still be a huge part of the company. And it was awesome. It was a great opportunity. Unfortunately, about six months into that, the company went through a financial oh, restructuring. No. So 30% reduction of staff. Uh, most of the remote workers uh, mm. were cut. So yeah. uh, technically, I was a customer service escalations project manager, and I did uh, quality control, um, corporate escalations, things like that. Right. So... Uh, Irony, they did end up hiring a number of people to do what I was doing remotely, but that became my, my challenge in finding work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you're not mentioning the company by name. I just, I do appreciate that at least they took the effort yeah. to try it. Oh, the good and news is they're doing really well now, and yeah. they've asked me to come back a couple times. Well, that's awesome. Great. Um, it's a great company. I would work for them again. I did find a really great employment, and it was actually a plan yeah. before the whole workforce development had came along. Nice. So. Nice. Well, I guess if you ever go back to Jacksonville, which is very possible, there you go. Let's not. Oh, no, <laughs> we're not. Okay. I mean. Well, this is a pretty nice area. Oh, yeah. We live in a really nice area. Oh, yeah. Area I'm trying here. to get my husband to come up here and be stationed I mean, here. So I'm, I'm not really an East Coast fan, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. You're from, like, Montana. Montana, Idaho, Pacific Northwest. But Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of serial killers that come from that region. Look, we're not talking about that, Look, okay? Look, I've I'm just... watched a lot of documentaries about that. Yeah. Or at least Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've watched I mean, a lot of that. Well... That sounds like a whole other podcast, but I'm just it's saying the East Coast podcast. has a lot to offer. This region is great. <laughs> well, Joe, your your wife, yes. I mean, what challenges did she face trying to get employment? So she faced a challenge that I assume a lot of a lot of service members have dealt with when their spouses come from overseas. Okay, that's right. Um, your wife is from she's Germany. She's from Germany, yes. So all of her education didn't transfer over. Oh. And of course, in order for it to count, you have to pay money. So you wow. can't just get it translated and they accept it. You have to pay for it. Mm. And then they're like, now you're, now you're in. Yeah. So wow. that's, that's always been an issue for us. So 
gainful employment that met her level of skill was a question. Right. So that's that whole underemployment. Right. That a lot of spouses will fall into it. A lot of spouses fall into that. Mm -hmm. Like they have a set of skills that meet a certain, you know, they've gone to school, they've gone to training, they've, they've already had years of experience. And when employment comes up, does it, is it, does it meet their standard? Like, is there, like nobody wants to punch down. Everybody wants to work up, Right. you know? So that's, that's a big question. Yeah. And yeah, and you don't want to be doing an entry level job if you've, if you've already, already done put in the time, yeah. The entry exactly. level job. So Anthony, before we talk more about that cuz I do want to get to how the partnership helped you and what you're doing now because mm-hmm. it sounds like what you're doing is pretty cool and very in line with all things Fort Meade here. But being a a male spouse in the Marine Corps <laughs> what kind of, <laughs> and I bring this up because, because Anthony, and I, Anthony and I have talked before, I'm also a Marine Corps spouse and I know how hard it was for me. And I know even in today's world, unfortunately, you know, um, our family readiness officer refers to all the spouses as wives. I'm yep. like, no, they're spouses. He's yeah. like, no, they're wives. I'm like, but like, we literally have women in the infantry now. Like, yeah. Perhaps they have wives, but they may also have husbands. Like we need, we're not, they're still a little bit behind in in that. So how was that a challenge? Like what was your community like? What was support like even like in looking for jobs and things like that as a a male Marine spouse? Who, by the way, as we were talking before, you're not a veteran. Um, So a lot of, the only Marine spouses I know until I met you were also Marines. So that's kind of a weird dynamic, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much classifies my life. Okay, weird dynamic? Weird dynamic, doing things the hard way. (laughs) Got it, yes. It's great. That's, uh, I guess the answer to that's two part. My first part of my experience would be in North Carolina, and then the second part would be the Pensacola and and Fort Meade experience, um, which have decidedly different. I was lucky enough that uh, when we moved to North Carolina, my father-in-law was stationed there as mm-hmm. well. He's, uh, he was Marine Corps when he got out. He became a teacher, became a DOD teacher. Cool. My brother-in-law is also a Marine. So, I, you know, I'm married into a Marine family. Right. Yeah. Very exciting. Very smart. Very smart. My, in fact, my wife was born at Camp Lejeune. Oh, nice. First duty station, Camp Lejeune. Yes. Very exciting. Um, so <laughs> I feel sorry for her a little bit. Her brother went to, uh, where'd he go? Miramar, I think. Okay. Uh, first first oh, go wow. around. Anyways, so Fort Meade was was nice because my father-in-law was already there. My mother-in-law was already Camp there. Yeah, at, at Lejeune. Oh, Lejeune. Okay. And so we were able to kind of, they helped us plug into the community. And then they transitioned to another duty station and we stayed there. And living on base was great because it, it allowed us to be a bit more a part of the community. There isn't a whole lot in, in Jacksonville. Right. And Camp Lejeune is actually a really nice base. Yeah. When it's not being hit with a hurricane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Touche. There's always that. Yeah. And uh, they have a lot of stuff going on with the community. And so the, the communities there are fairly tight-knit. I had a lot of problems, though, as a male. No fault to anybody else's. But uh, normally what ha- would happen is I'd meet my wife's command. And inevitably, one of the first three questions I got were, oh, are you a service member? No, sir. Well, what do you do? And I'd explain whatever job I had at the time. And he goes, so you're not military. No. <laughs> so what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, a lot of things, I guess, but... Uh, you should have asked him to borrow his box of crayons and yeah. drawn it out yeah, for him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the best answer I ended up finding was, my life took me a different route. I'm just here to support my wife. She's doing Fair. it for us. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, and uh, that question bothered me, though. Yeah. And it up, should. Yeah, well, should. maybe, maybe not. I, don't know. I grew up on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. 3,000-acre ranch. Oh, that sounds so awesome. It was great. There's Why'd nobody around. Why'd you leave? 
Well, I got married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll you know. do it. Yeah. <laughs> See. And so I, I'd grown up working my whole life. Yeah. And when I got to Lejeune, it was cool. Found some found some uh, community, got plugged in there. The uh, I did find that when my wife deployed the first time, they didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was with my wife, it was always okay. Right. Um, her command could spot me across the field without fail, would have no idea who she was because she didn't have her hair done and wasn't in her uniform, but knew me on site. Um, when she deployed, uh, I ended up leaving the state. Um, mm-hmm. I moved to South Carolina to uh, work with a friend doing HVAC and um, because they started doing a lot of spouse things. As you're mm-hmm. well aware, they do a lot sure. of spouse stuff. We don't have kids. And so I went uh. to the first event, and it was me, about 25 uh, wives and kids, and they're all lovely ladies. The, the commander's wife really liked me. We got along famously. And uh, I started having people ask me to do handyman things. Mm. And I went, <laughs> you know, this is... Uh, I feel like that could have been a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really could. I mean, it's like Three's Company, but worse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So uh, I decided to get out of that situation pretty quickly. Not that there was anything wrong, but um, it was very important to myself that I keep my wife's reputation above board. Of course. And yeah. that no, random gentleman going over to somebody's of house course, on yeah. base, people talk. Right. Oh. Yeah. Let's, it uh, doesn't matter, it's a, it's it doesn't matter if you're going there to fix a fence. It, doesn't, it just yeah. doesn't matter. Let's, yeah. just, let's be above board. Yeah, protect course. everybody's reputation. Yeah. So I left the state. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. Everybody's like, where did, where did Matson go? Like, yeah. everybody's probably like looking at police blogs, see if you're committing crimes, <laughs> if you're like a wanted criminal. The, uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> he was on milk cartons. Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> milk cartons, probably. No, actually, I had, what, what ended up happening is um, uh, one of my, my best friends that uh, we met on base, um, actually met his wife at a spouse event uh, for resume writing. Cool. And oh, nice. uh, her and I became really good friends because, you know, spouses. And they don't have kids, and they're our age, well, five years younger. That's a unicorn, too. I know, right? Let me tell you, as somebody with one child who's much older than everybody else, it, I, wow. Yeah, well. Uh, I never lucked out. Maybe I should qualify, qualify that. My wife yeah. went in when she was 26. Okay. So she had she had a degree. She had already gone through college. Right. had already been a fully functional adult. Right. You weren't the 18-year-old lovebird <laughs> right. who yeah. hit up the, uh, the, the judge's office right. on the way, you know, got oh, married, yeah. courthouse wedding. Yeah. That, yeah so that, it does make a difference. We're adults. Yeah. Uh, she struggled a little bit with that because, you know, she's 26 and she's working with a bunch of 18-year-olds. But uh, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so uh, my best friend Quentin and Julie invited me to come live with them. And so I moved down and then moved back when she caught back. Because typical Marine Corps, we're getting restationed in, in three months. Okay, no problem. I'll move back up. Ten months later, we then moved. Because, you know, mm. things happen. That's yes. how it goes. Yeah, yeah that's how it goes. Um, but in that time, uh, I had lost my job and, with uh, the solar company. And again, again, six months in, and I started applying for jobs. And I realized that w- the work I was doing uh, for this company, in Idaho, I made a really good wage for Idaho. Sure. The level of work I was doing was on a um, probably third-level management. So the equivalent that I could find. The nearest thing I could find was starting back at the bottom and they wanted me to do a help desk for American Express mm-hmm. for $11 an hour. Ooh. Right. Which was more than half my income. Right. Well, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades. I can kind of do anything. I grew up working on virtually everything. So uh, I, I, got, I can't, I'm not going to go back to tier one help desk. 
I just right. can't. I, mentally, I can't. Yeah. Well, you do you've been that. there. You've done that. You yeah, exactly. did your entry level exactly. work, and that's what this whole underemployment conversation is yeah. about. It, it's not knocking that position. No, no. But it's a necessary you, position. It's a necessary but at thirty-two. Right. I'm not but, starting back over. But you've right, already right. done that. Yeah. You have moved on. I mean, that's generally what people like to do with jobs is progress. Yeah. And you know, the one thing with military, regardless, you know. Uh, Anthony and I are picking on the Marine Corps a little bit because that's what we we know and love. But regardless of what branch you're Mm -hmm. in, you know, uh, my husband really struggled with why I stayed in Fort Meade and not go back to North Carolina with him. There's no job for me down there. And he really didn't understand, well, why can't you find something? I'm like, well, babe, in 20 years, you haven't had to. Like, (laughs) you literally, this is where you go, and this is what you do, and it's there. If the Marine Corps said, Sherry, come here, here's a PAO job for you, I'd be there in two seconds. But that's just not how it works for civilians. And on top of that, if we find government work, I mean, you're not government. We'll get to in a minute, but it takes us months to get a job. Yes, the process takes could take six months. So by the time, so, so in my situation with our recent North Carolina story, we love you, Camp Lejeune. It's not your fault. But um, (laughs) the, one of the big reasons I didn't move down right away and even consider just going was because he was supposed to deploy right away. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what's the point? I got a cool job. You're going to be gone half the time. It's all good. I'll stay here. No big deal. Well, then his deployment got canceled. So then it really became hard because now we're geobatching, and then it became like, well, now there's no point in me going because it's, it's, we're just in this weird situation. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think about those weird situations that spouses get into. No, we're not the service member, but we very much deal with the mm-hmm. repercussions of what happened to the service oh, yeah. member. Yeah. So like you said, you know, you're like, okay, I'm moving back up. We're getting ready to go. And then they did the opposite to you. They're like, well, they're making you wait 10 months now. Yeah. You know, so and that's challenging. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. In those 10 months. And most yeah. people won't hire you for 10 months of work. No. Um, I got really lucky in my situation. So when I, when I married my wife, one of the things that we had talked about, she, she and my father-in-law pulled me aside. My mother-in-law pulled me aside. Uh, my father-in-law to talk to me as a service member. This is what you can expect. And my mother-in-law pulled me aside and said, this is what you can expect as a spouse. And she goes, this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. This is going to be difficult. Now, mm-hmm. I, I love my in-laws. They're closer to me than, than my actual my, my actual family. They, they mean the world to me. And I'm very thankful that they had that hard conversation mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't understand how hard it would get. Right. I'm lucky in that I do have a lot of random skills that I picked up. <laughs> Working for the solar company, I did everything from electronics to IT to programming to network stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and I decided when I lost my job, all right, fine, I'm going to do something completely different. If I got to start at the bottom, I might as well do something completely different. Absolutely, yeah. Why not? Sure. Um, so I ended up working for the sheriff's office. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like <laughs> IT. Did to... not expect that one. I, I, I laugh because my husband's the one who gets the phone calls when his Marines do something yeah. stupid out in town. So Yeah. Oh, don't we all want to be that person? Uh, it's great fun. We love making those phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I love getting woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning when my husband gets them. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I, we had, um, by, by, by way of Quentin, I had made friends with one of the sheriff's deputies uh, who introduced me to a couple of other people, and I became a detention officer. And had a, my skills with de-escalation, with customer service, and um, some of my background actually made me fairly successful at it. However... You bring up something really good. I want to interrupt you. I want to hear the however. But what you just said, because you were working for a solar company Mm -hmm. doing all this de-escalation stuff, and that translated into working for the sheriff's office. 
So I think something that's really important for spouses to think about, and actually this goes for transitioning service members as well, is really think about the work you're doing and not necessarily the job title. Yeah. Because I, on the surface, like solar company to sheriff, that's a huge, huge job. Yeah, it doesn't get much farther than that. But the things, it's the things that you did with the solar company and breaking that down and applying it to the position at the sheriff's office. And I think I see a lot of spouses not understand, like if you're doing volunteer work, mm-hmm. that translate and in, translates into something, yes. you know, um, if, you know, I helped a spouse who was out of work for a while because she raised kids and I kept breaking it down. I'm like, but you're doing way more than just building a curriculum, like break it down, really mm-hmm. think about all those skills you're using in place. So I just want to point that out for spouses and transitioning service members. It's really, really key to break those things down and, and use them because solar company to sheriff's office, that's like on paper, that's, like that how? doesn't even, like that doesn't how? even connect. Yeah. Yeah. But I just really appreciate how you were saying, well, Hey, I de-escalation. Of course, of course it makes sense in a sheriff's office. So anyways, however. Yeah. Well, uh, um, <laughs> you know, any, any business owner or hiring manager or HR person that might listen to this, I would, I would tell them to look at spouses before yes. you look at anybody else yeah. because yes. The transitional skills are exponential in a spouse, whether they're raising a family or they're bouncing job to job. You know, I've got way more jobs in the last five years than I'd ever like to admit to. Sure. Yeah. But each one has brought a new skill. Right. And when we get to a new duty station and we're looking for a job, we're likely going to stay with that job the entire time we're there. Of course. Which is interesting because I've gotten that a couple times of like, well, you're a spouse. You won't be here forever. Well, you're right. We won't. However, <laughs> but your but your local people who live where you're at, they're looking for better jobs all the time. Yeah. But so they're you're so it's proven, and there's been uh, I think it's Blue Star Families that does this research and study that uh, military spouses are more likely to stay at a job yeah. than somebody from the local yep. area because we need the job, we want it, we're going to be there two three years. You're going to get us mm-hmm. for that two three years. I feel like that's honestly an archaic business practice too. To have somebody work there forever and then you stagnate. Like, oh, I these think days especially. Don't understand that. I, think, I think businesses don't really understand that. And they don't understand the kind of skills that, that spouses bring yeah. to the table. Because the spouses have that flexibility of managing professional life, personal life, and then on top of that, supporting a service member right. in all the things that that comes with. Which, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if any employers are, are listening, but I hope you, you are. They are. They are. Spouses have to do so much work that you would never imagine a normal person would have to go through right. just to make sure that service member can survive because the service member is focused on their military stuff. Yeah. They don't always have the time to take care of all the things like the medical, the financial, you know, the moving. And then on top, uniforms. Yes, <laughs> taking care of uniforms. It's... Uh, honestly, I would say that spouses make good project managers All right. because they have to manage so many aspects of a service member's life and their life and their profession on top of that. Like, and, and again, we talk about... I think Joe's our number one fan. Uh, I love it. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of my wife and she's, oh, yeah. she's definitely... I would hope so. But, but, but you're speaking <laughs> right? for spouses as a whole though, like yeah, not even whole, just yeah. your wife. It's not, just... Yeah. It's good I've to hear. Seen, I wish I'd hear more people talk like that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I think, I think the problem is is that uh, civil, the civilian side of things doesn't really get to see the nuances of military life to understand that mm-hmm. it's more than just living. It's a job on top of that. 
And I think that that message gets lost mm-hmm. because how do you convey that? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even recognize the skills that we have. Right. You know, we, we, we do all these things and we don't know how to tell you how we do it. Right. We just do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the big problem. Yeah. So you end up here at Fort Meade. Let's talk about kind of like the workforce partnership. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how did you get connected with those, that, that, that group? Because it is a group because uh, there's several people involved with it. How did you get connected with them and what did they do for you? Yeah. So... With, uh, so at Lejeune, when I first started looking for work, passed the sheriff's office for various reasons, namely rotating schedule, never saw my wife. She was always in the field and yeah. I was always, you know, at the jail. I, that, that was my first experience with military help. And I ran into this really weird situation where I'd go to get help and, oh, your service member needs to come in and, and, and get the help. <sighs> okay, so, so annoying. So the wife would go in. Because they have so much time to do that. Yeah. Right? She was very excited about it. I'm sure. <laughs> and they would say, well, we can't talk. We don't need to talk to you. We need to talk to your husband. Oh, So then they had to send my husband in. That cool. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was very exciting. Um, so th- <laughs> so I, I've managed to make myself successful and find employment, and I just relegated myself to taking lower and lower and lower paying jobs. Oh. Which and, is what we don't want. No. Right. And as a male spouse, a guy looks at, uh, somebody will look at me and see a guy, and say, like, oh, well, you can break your body. Like, that's an expectation. You can go do construction. You can go do these things. So Mm -hmm. despite my background in electronics and technology, I was capable of doing construction. I have a lot of building and electrical experience and all this stuff. So I worked for an RV dealership. I did all these things to kind of make ends meet. Yeah. Well, when we moved up here, um, I actually had a job lined up before I ever got here through um, Dive Master. And I learned how to dive in Pensacola. Oh, cool. During the whole COVID thing, six months, 60-some applications, no responses, military spouse life, very exciting. Yeah, of course. Learned how to dive, started working there, and then contacted a local dive shop up here. uh, And they agreed to hire me part-time as a dive master and a technician. Cool. Well, that's great. We still didn't have a place to live when we got here. Hmm. Um, So we're doing the whole, uh, what do they call it? I want to say it's Airbnb thing. Okay, sure. Uh, You know, for a couple months trying to find a house, trying to find a place to live. Very exciting. Uh, well, my very first day on the job at the dive shop, I'm just kind of learning who, where, what, why, when. And a guy comes in, and he's got some equipment. All right, no problem. Used to working. And uh, he mentions that he has 10 tanks, 10 or 12 tanks in his car. All right, cool. Me being me, I'm, I'm going to go help him out. And so I start carrying tanks. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, you said you had tanks, and they need to come in. Are these the ones that need to come in? He goes, yeah. And goes, All right, cool. Let me help you out. And so... I do this. He has this very strange look on his face because apparently that's not a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, again, I grew up on a ranch, though, so. Yeah, you're used to that. Yeah, I'm used to yeah. help yeah. out. Plus, you're courteous. Don't tell anybody that. You'll ruin their <laughs> reputation, okay? Come on now. So I start helping him out, and he goes, hey, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Anthony. He goes, well, what are you doing here? My wife's military. Oh, really? And so we start talking, and he starts talking about his time uh, in, in the military, and He's like, well, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Where you been? What's your background? So I start telling him this whole giant story, and he's, why are you working here? Yeah. I said, it's what I could find. Story of our lives, right? You know, and he's he actually taught at the dive shop for for uh, as an instructor, and but it's not wasn't his primary gig. It was a fun thing. Yeah, sure. He was, what are you doing? I said, well, when we moved up here, my wife told me that we were done focusing on her career, which caused a big fight, by the way. 
Because as a military, as a spouse, you know, my emphasis has always been, okay, we're married. You're in the military. My focus is on your career. We're just going to shelve my hopes, dreams, and desires for a while so yeah. that you can be successful. And whether every spouse does that or no spouse does that, that's the decision I made because I want yeah. her to be successful. Right. As a female in the Marine Corps, it's especially challenging. Yes. So, you know. Which is totally super cool, by the way. There you go. That, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. so I well, just want to give her a shout out and to all, all the, the women out there. Especially the female Marines. She's she's pretty amazing. She, uh, what's the irony is she, she's like five foot four, five foot. <laughs> she's going to work extra hard, and she's like she a buck a punch, twenty. Though, I bet. And so I have this nagging habit where I talk like she's the meanest human being in the entire universe. She's total. <laughs> she's really a sweetheart. Uh, you're gonna have to edit that part out. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's a total sweetheart. But I talk about her like she's this meanest, horrible, like just chew them up, spit them out human being. <laughs> and then people meet her and they're like, who? who what? This is not the same person. It's like, but it made you pause. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, she told me when we moved up, all right, the next, if we move again, because uh, her career with the intelligence community is fairly centrally located here, so this, there's a chance she wouldn't have to leave. Yeah. Right. But if we did leave, we're focusing on what I need to do, whether it's schooling or jobs or wherever. We're going to go mm-hmm. for me, uh, which led to a fight because, no, you're in the service. We need to take care of you. <laughs> anyway, so I met uh, this gentleman. His name's Dan, uh, Dan Liner. And uh, through our conversation, we talked for a good 45 minutes an hour. And he goes, you need to meet my wife. Okay. Yeah. That's weird, but sure. All right, cool. So uh, he calls me into the office one day over at Intelligenesis to meet uh, Miss Angie. Angie is the owner of and CEO of Intelligenesis, and she had me sit down. And if you ever get a chance to meet Angie, she's, she's a super amazing woman, very, very powerful, kind of reminds me of the women I grew up with. Virtually, uh, my mother, my, both my grandmothers, all these women that are important to me in my life are all PhD, super confident, strong, independent women. Probably why I ended up marrying a Marine. That's kind of like, that's who she is. Strong, You're really confident. working hard for that raise, aren't you? No. <laughs> I, I'm really, really impressed with Angie. Yeah. Uh, and the irony is, is I walked home and my wife goes, or I came home, my wife's like, how, how'd it go? And I said, it's been a long time since I've walked into an office to meet with somebody. Yeah. Having given presentations to VPs and CEOs yeah. and yeah. hundreds of people, it gave me pause. Yeah. Um, and so Angie actually sat down and chatted with me, talked with Dan, and she said, okay. We need to introduce you to somebody. Okay. So that's where I got an introduction to Miss Denise with uh, the uh, workforce development. Denise Bordeaux? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who is great. Uh, she is a great friend of Fort Meade. She's yep. on the Community Covenant Council representing yep. workforce development um, and does a lot of, of work um, in supporting the fort. So Denise is a good friend of Team Meade for sure. I mean, she's part of Team Meade. Not yeah. a good friend of Team Meade. She is part of Team Meade. I mean, can't you be a friend and a part of... Yeah, absolutely. We, she's yeah. all the things. She's that cool. That. She's yeah. that cool. Um, so she's super amazing. And uh, they, we, I talked with all of them about what my skill set was and um, what I was looking to do, which, um, ironically, um, I'm trying to get back out of doing the trade work. Uh, most recently, I had worked for a physical electronic security company doing um, security systems, cameras, things like that for banks. So if anything in a bank that was security related, whether it was a safe or a security system I worked on. Oh, that sounds cool though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, IT, sheriff's office, construction. It it all um, goes together. Jack of all trades. Sure. As I tell my boss on a fairly regular basis, give me a problem. I can fix anything. Exactly. It might take me a little bit, but I can fix anything. And, um, with my background, uh, uh, Miss Denise said, well, let's get you an internship. And so I actually, uh, interned through Mr. Dan's company, uh, Traversed, which is a sister company to uh, Intelligenesis. Okay. 
And uh, I'm one of the weird ones, apparently. They actually gave me uh, two internships. Um, I did a three-month and then another three-month internship. Okay. And Scribs, who's my boss, uh, Stephen Scarborough, basically threw everything at me. So what can you do? And I said, I don't know. Do pretty much anything, <laughs> right? So yeah. Um, now they knew that my interest was uh, going back, getting into the cybersecurity world. Okay. Um, my I got really interested in security, working for the the security company, and originally had planned on just going back and doing that. But um, my background with computers, programming, and electronics made me a little bit more interested in IoT, uh, which is the Internet of Things, and physical cybersecurity. Ironically, you know, we had the. Uh, uh, pipeline thing happened, which oh, kind of yeah. brought it all into into view. So I was lining up to go to school for that, and they said, "Hold up, wait on going back to school. Do this internship and see see if it's where you really want to be." And Scribs Scribs believes that you just we're going to give you everything and anything and see what you're good at, see, and see what, what you can do. Yeah. And uh, so I taught myself CAD. I taught myself three um, D printing, modeling. Ended up uh, redoing a bunch of wiring and programming and rebuilt a robot arm during my internship. Nice. Let me ask you something about, because one, I think these internships are amazing because usually when we think of the word internship, we think of like a high school kid or a college kid. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a spouse looking to restart your career or start a new career, these internship opportunities are available to you through these partnerships. Yes. Did you get paid during your internship? Yes. Which that's another big thing too. That's a big thing, yeah. Because uh, as an adult... Mm-hmm. We usually don't have a ton of free time. Our time is money. So, yes, it is. Um, so it's amazing that, you know, as an adult, we can get internships for jobs and also get paid to do it. Because a lot of times yeah. internship has that kind of connotation that you're doing free labor for a really long time. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like it was an amazing opportunity Yeah, no, And that's uh, when they said internship, I had that. Oof. You had that thought, yeah. right? That, oh, yeah. God, <laughs> that, you know. That's what I'm saying. It was totally not that. And, you know, my wife, bless her heart, she goes, uh, don't worry, you're working at the dive shop, so at least you have a little bit of income. And I love the dive shop, but, you know, we live in Maryland. You know, yeah. 20, 25 hours a week is really not... Yeah, right. On the best of days isn't yeah. going to, you know, yeah. do a lot. And so if I was going to take on an internship, pick up a second job, then I needed to get paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. Of I could justify the part-time pay if I was going to school or doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they said it's paid... And um, what are you interested in? Like, what do you want to do? And that was really important both with Miss Angie, Dan, and Miss Denise was um, what are you interested in? Because we want to make sure that if we intern you through Traverse or an Intelligenesis that you're in line. Are you looking right. at project management? Are you looking right. at IT, networking, troubleshooting? Right. Do you want to intern with cats? Like, what are you right. wanting to do? And I think, that and, right. And it's not so, and it's, so with this partnership and with Anne Arundel, it sounds like you went through Miss Denise with Anne Arundel County, mm-hmm. uh, but with now with Howard County too, it just expands uh, one, the reach and the companies that we have to work with. I mean, for, in, it's so cool that Intelligenesis told you to contact workforce yeah. development yep. so they could put you through a programming system that they could Get, basically get you back yep. at yeah. some point, but give you an opportunity um, where you could have this internship, find what you like, and go through that program. So, you know, we've got really great companies that are part of these mm-hmm. bigger partnerships. Yeah. And, I mean, real, you know, real quick, um, 
because it sounds like, you know, getting involved in the program in the internship, was there any other services that the partnership really provided you to help you get the job? Or was it mainly just the internships? Uh, Cause you said you did two of them kind of what, what else was, a, what else did the partnership help you with? So I, I was a little bit unique and I was already studying for my net plus my security plus certifications. Okay. So I had already had that in the pipeline um, that I was working on. I finished my security plus actually okay. uh, a couple weeks ago. So for them, um, with workforce development, it was really about getting me in the door and getting right. getting a company a chance to test drive somebody and see if the skills I brought to the table were really skills that they could they could right. utilize. And both Angie and Dan are veterans, and so they're familiar with the whole spouses bring more to the table than just a resume with some jobs on mm-hmm. it. There's a lot more that they're capable of doing, right. and the life we lead lends credence to that. Sure. Having to, as you said, manage so many different mm-hmm. aspects of life. I mean, I had to learn a bunch of military Marine Corps rules. I'm not Marine Corps, but I'm hold, I'm held to their standards. Right. Yep. You know, uh, if you want to give your wife a heart attack, go try and walk across the parade deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great fun. <laughs> so the that was the big thing that uh, Miss Denise helped me with. One of the other ladies I work with actually went through um, Anne Arundel County Workforce Development, and through them, she went through a whole bunch of training. So yes. there are a bunch of certification training that they put them through, aligned with the field that they're interested in. Right. And that was an issue I ran into with Lejeune. Right. No, no, not trying to uh, downplay Lejeune at all, but a lot. When I went to get help there, it was well, we can help you with a resume. Okay. Well, what, I was, that, what about next? I was <laughs> the hiring manager. I, I did a bunch yeah. of the hiring for my previous company. Mm-hmm. I, I've looked at four thousand resumes, right. and that's kind of well, we can help you up with my CAA. Well, I don't know if you've been to North Carolina, but there's really only well, you know I have one or two colleges there that will look at my CAA and their programs start once a year. Right. Mm. So a year later, I was accepted into a program, and then six months after that, it was well, you can start your program. Like, but then well, you were probably PCSing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's what made this experience differently. Right. Is yeah, and so so the partnership when you get in. And I'll t- we'll tell you how to to get involved with that partnership here in a second. But, you know, it could be a lot of things. If you're somebody like Anthony who's already had a vast amount of experience and you kind of know where to go and what you want and you already have certifications and things, they can help you kind of go the route Anthony did. You could get an internship and potentially, mm-hmm. you know, get hired at that internship. Uh, you are, are uh, one of, of many success stories that AC, um, Anne Arundel County Workforce Development has had with with doing things like that, and now with this partnership, it's just getting bigger. And if you are some, you are a younger spouse just starting out, maybe you're more entry level. They have they do resume help, they do certification help, uh, uh, help. They I think they call it like leveling up your career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of their kind of catchy thing that they're trying to do right now. So all those resources are available to you, and and you're right, we're in a way better area than North Carolina. I love North Carolina for a lot of things, yeah. but. But the job situation down there, if you're not in certain fields, isn't great. The great thing about where we live here is you can pretty much do anything. Uh, because we're in such a populated area, there's so many resources available. Um, so if you are a spouse and you're connected to the Army, you can go to Army Community Services on Chisholm Avenue. They can get you connected into this program. Um, if you are with another branch, I would still go to Army Community mm-hmm. Services because they will get you connected into with uh, workforce development and get you into the program. So um, regardless of what service branch um, your service member is in, 
go to Army Community Services over on Chisholm Avenue and just tell them, hey, I, I'm here. I've heard about this workforce partnership, and I'm ready to do something with my career. Uh, Anthony, any final words to the spouses out there who have been through what we've gone through or who may be going through what we've gone through? What would you say to them when it comes to getting a job? I think the biggest thing I've, I've learned is every, oppor- every time you meet somebody, it's an opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like um, that. Yep. Especially up here. But every job I've gotten since we have been transitioning locations mm-hmm. is simply by being out there and making connections. Now, I'm not plugged into the Fort Meade community. I haven't figured out how to do that one yet. Well, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. Right, yeah, there we'll get you plugged sure. in. Sure. Um, if anybody can, Jerry we'll, can. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk after this. <laughs> um, but don't. the biggest thing for me was don't give up. Mm. It is really egregiously difficult. It's hard. It's ugly. But there are opportunities. Yes. As long as you try and reach out and don't take no for an answer. Right. I, I think there's a lot of places out there, especially with, with COVID over the past year, where no or a non-answer became a standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the easy answer. Um, but I know that um, having spoken with the people at um, Howard County Workforce Development the Anne Arundel County Workforce Development, this is a huge passion project yeah. for them and the base. Get in now. Yeah. Um, even if you're not really looking for something, get in and talk to them. See if they can help you prep for the future, whether you transition or, yep. heck, you know, I'm sure you've been nagging your, your spouse, your service member about, uh, you know, what they're going to do afterwards, whether yes. it's underwater basket weaving or uh, Yeah. Uh, my something. husband wants to be a dolphin trainer. So, you know, I actually might cool. know some people that could help with that. Yeah, awesome. That'd be great. Uh, that's pretty cool. He mastered underwater basket weaving years ago, so dolphin, <laughs> dolphin training's next. Excellent. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll take those offline, though. Oh, yeah. man. No, and I think I would just, um, again, say, so saying it for the millionth time, Howard County Office of Workforce Development, Anne Arundel County Workforce Development Corporation, uh, those are the two big ones, our two big neighboring counties that we're partnering with. If you're a spouse here on the fort, uh, go to Army Community Services. They are the ones spearheading it for the garrison. You do not have to be an Army spouse to go in there and get help. So go talk to them. They will get you connected with Howard County, Anne Arundel County, whoever you need to be connected with and help you. Um, that is a huge mission of not only the forts, but obviously the garrison commander um, and the army. So it's a, a big deal. Please go out there and get help. And lastly, I want to say, I know we've been talking very spouse oriented today, but a lot of what Anthony's been talking about with the partnership and everything also applies to transitioning service members as well. Um, that's another big group that has a lot of trouble finding a job after their military career. And a lot of the same things that we've been talking about apply to the transitioning service members as well. So go find those folks. Um, we'll put the information in the show notes so you know exactly where to go and get it. Uh, but there's definitely help out there. And we definitely encourage you, if you're looking for a job, you're looking for that employment, uh, there are definitely some folks who are eager to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as iTunes. We're also on divotub.net. If you search Fort Meade Declassified.